Welcome to another episode of Two Pillars Podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. Today we answer the question, who is Timothy? Lessons taught to a young leader. Paul was one of the most influential leaders in the early church. If you read the New Testament right after the gospel, the majority of what is written was written by uh, Paul, his letters to different types of churches and leaders trying to teach and guide them in Christianity. Two of his letters found in the New Testament are letters that were written to Timothy. Timothy was a young preacher, um, like a deacon, and he was, uh, he had a great mentor in Paul. And he learned a lot of lessons from, from Paul, many lessons and examples that we can also use both in our personal lives and in our ministries. I want, and when I say ministries, I don't mean official title ministries. Every single Christian is a minister in the word of, of God. I want today I want to highlight five lessons that Timothy learned and can be applied to our lives and how we walk in Christ. First, who is Timothy or who was T- Timothy? Here are some facts about him. Timothy became a believer after Paul's first missionary journey and later joined him for his other two journeys. In Lystra, during Paul's second missionary journey, he learned that Timothy had an exceptional reputation among the local Christians. Timothy came from a mixed racial background in which his mother was Jewish and his father was Greek. Probably not a scandal in today's terms, but certainly was in those times. Beyond the tensions created by his mixed racial background, Timothy seemed to struggle with a naturally timid character and his sensitivity to his youthfulness. By God's grace, Paul saw great potential in Timothy. Timothy's familiarity with the Jewish and Greco-Roman cultures made him an ideal protege of Paul. And in later years, Timothy served as Paul's emissary at various locales where the apostle had established churches on his missionary journeys. During Paul's last few years, he writes to Timothy to encourage him and give him needed direction. So what were some of the lessons Paul so desperately wanted Timothy to understand and learn before he died? Lesson one, instructions on the right belief. First Timothy was written to Timothy in AD 64 or 65 around after Paul's first imprisonment in Rome. When Paul returned to Ephesus with Timothy, they found widespread false teaching in the church. Paul sent Timothy to lead the Ephesian church while he moved on to Macedonia. Paul charged Timothy to oppose false teachers, but how does one recognize a false teacher? This is what he learned. First, they teach what is contrary to the truth found in Scripture. And we can see many examples of false teachers teaching contrary things of what is found in the, in the scripture. Second, they promote trivial and divisive controversies instead of helping people come to Jesus. Remember, Christianity is all about helping people come to Jesus. Third, 
they are more concerned about meaningless talk and less on personal evidence of God's presence in their lives. And finally, their motivation is to make a name for themselves. What Timothy learned is to protect oneself from false teachers, learn what the Bible teaches, and remain steadfast in your faith in Christ alone. Lesson two, the Lord's grace is available to all. Here's a reading from 1 Timothy 1, verses 15 to 19. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I give you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle as well. Holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered, shipwreck with regard to the faith. Amen. In this verse, Paul summarizes the good news. Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and no sinner is beyond his saving power. Jesus didn't come merely to show us how to live better lives or challenge us to be better people. He came to offer, offer us salvation that leads to eternal life. How have you accepted this offer? You know, it, it always astonishes me how humble Paul is where he always he refers to himself as the worst sinner. As many of you might know, Paul was one of the biggest persecutors of early Christians killing many, many, many early Christians and going after many Christians until Jesus confronted him and converted him for the rest of his life. And he became one of the strongest believers and one of the most influential early Christians. What was the third lesson that Paul taught Timothy? He gave him instruction on worship. This reading is taken from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. New International Version. I urge then, first of all, the petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. That is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying and a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. Amen. Although God is an all-powerful, all-knowing, He has chosen to let us help Him change the world through our prayers, through our actions. 
How this works is a mystery to us because of our limited understanding. I know I have a very limited understanding, but it's a reality. I believe it's a reality. Paul bases his instruction about prayer for all people, all people, believers and unbelievers, on his conviction that God's invitation for salvation extends equally to all people. The phrase all people captures the nature of the gospel. The world that God loves includes every person. He loves us as individuals whom he knows intimately. He urges us to pray for everyone so that our prayer will ha- can have powerful results. The fact remains that we human beings are separated from God by sin and we need a savior, a way across the abyss of sin and back to God. Only one person in the universe is our mediator and can stand between us and God and bring us together again. Jesus, who is both God and man, his sacrifice brought new life to all people. The fourth lesson is taken is taken from 1 Timothy 4. It's his instructions to for elders. The spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciousness have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and purity. Until I come... Devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Preserve in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Amen. Paul was not only recognizing and encouraging Timothy about the importance of evangelizing, he was also teaching him some important lessons. Timothy had an important talent. Paul wanted to make sure he used it and didn't allow his insecurities to hold him back. He tells him, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in faith and purity. 
How many times have I or have you made excuses for not going forward, not using your talent because you felt you were not good enough? Our talents are improved by exercise, but failing to use use them causes them to waste away from lack of practice and nourishment. What gifts and abilities has God given you? I promise every single person has one. The fifth lesson was about false teachers and the love of money. One of the most important lessons Paul teaches Timothy and one anyone can benefit from is what we believe will bring us happiness. This is such a critical lesson to learn when you're thinking about one of the pillars of the mind and of the spirit. It ties both of them together. Despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary, most people still believe that money brings happiness. Rich people craving greater riches can be caught in an endless cycle that only ends in ruin and destruction. Money is not the problem, but the love of money, or the desire for fame, or the hunt for power. Instead, the real key to lasting happiness is in your spiritual growth and personal fulfillment, your purpose. How many stores exist of people's desires for wealth or fame only to feel empty when they get there? Fill your heart with things that never fade. Jesus said it best and much better than I can. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21, Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy. And where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Such a powerful, powerful statement. Where are your treasures? Where are my treasures? I, you know, sometimes I, I forget this important lesson and focus on treasures that in the end are not important. I think one thing that COVID really taught me when we went into the first lockdown and both my husband and I were laid off was how much focus I put on things that really didn't matter. I think one of the maybe lessons or good things I can take out of the the last year is that is really learning to focus and putting my faith, putting my energy, my priorities on those things that do. So the five lessons, just to recap. Lesson one, instructions on the right belief. Lesson two, he taught that the Lord's grace is available to all. Lesson three, Paul taught us on the instruction of worship. Four, how to instruct instructions for elders. And five, about false teachers and the love of money. I hope this, these lessons you can take to your daily life and be inspired by them. Thank you for listening to Two Pillars Podcast. Please leave me a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. It does really make a difference in getting the word out and getting this podcast seen by others. Have a great rest of your week and hope to that you join me again next week.